Jones show with your host Quincy Jones go and my tag team partner that's Doc right, Lesnar Doc back Lesner. again this is, uh, this is episode actually number four yeah episode four steady going and uh just want to say thank you to our special guests coming out today Diesel 5k1 what's going on is, is it still the 5k1 or are we still doing yes the... yes, yes okay sorry. I just want to make sure I, I gotta I gotta yeah, make sure cool. I do it right it's just a good model it's you okay there you go enough said right there but yeah man we got we got Diesel 5k1 man uh, he brought us some dope music. Yeah, we're going to do what we do best. We're on a talk shop, but we're also going to get into a little bit of his music as well, man. But yeah, like Quincy Jones Show, episode four, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming out. How, how you how you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm, I'm wonderful. Man, that's great. You know what I mean? Uh, Doc, how you doing? Uh, I met Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you if you heard our last show, we you know we we uh, we, we actually I, reviewed great. our time doing the, uh, <laughs> the Ric Flair meet and greet, and um, it was great, man. But yeah, I, I, I know you're still running on a high. You just got nah, the Space Mountain right now. Yeah, you just went to Space Mountain. Uh, <laughs> there you go. It was the longest line, it, though. It, it was the longest, but it, it was the greatest ride. Nah, but nah. it was cool. It was definitely worth it. Um, dude, definitely, I got to let you know next time we do something like that. We actually we actually just heard about uh, yeah. Nash and Hall. Oh, I know yeah. you being a Diesel guy. Yeah. 100%, I, I I'll let you know what's good with that. Oh, yeah. I would think so as well. I mess with Nash heavy too. Oh, 100%. Well, I'm, and I'll, if you couldn't tell with the bad guy track, I kind of mess with Scott Hall. Shout as out well, to Super Shredder. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Super yeah. Shredder, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Um, I'm glad to have you on the show, bro. Uh, obviously, like you said, Diesel, a little bit of a wrestling kind of related thing right there. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, former backyard wrestling champion, hey, ten right, years right. strong. Hey, there you go. Undefeated. <laughs> it's funny because we last time we were talking about, we're like, we always. Uh, I was, I was on with uh, Big Rob, and we're like, everyone knew somebody that was a backyard wrestler or did yeah. something close to that. So it's like, I'm not surprised. And first of all, who could beat you? You can't see him right now, ladies and gentlemen. When you see the promo pick, who can beat this man? This is Diesel 5K. Well, probably even running backyard wrestling champ, running five thousand in one day. That's probably where the 5K one come comes from i'm just spitballing here but yeah man. <laughs> but uh, i gotta ask you with wrestling what really got you into wrestling man what was like the the wrestling bug like well, who who got you is there any individual person man. or any individual like uh, uh moment a tag team anything that what, what captured yeah. you to even i was a hulkamaniac oh you know, that's, okay that's where okay. it came from man he was the ultimate good guy yeah nothing no, can stop yeah. him you know you know and it I have to admit, like when I first got into wrestling, I, I, I'm not saying I, I wasn't a fan of Hulk Hogan. I liked Hulk Hogan, but there was something about Macho. I don't know, like com- in comparison, I don't know what it was. Maybe because he was like a little off the deep end, and I don't know. They were both polarizing. Yeah, I that's mean, the great. Yeah, that's you the know, best in, in the end, like those are two guys. Like if you think about '80s, early '90s wrestling, like those two guys were leading. Oh, they were running. You know, like he was yeah. his crazy friend. Yeah, 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 so no, intense, yeah. Seriously, man, you know, but like. Hogan, you know, like they both had great presence and they both did a good job of being separate. But that's why it was kind of cool to see them join forces, you know, when they were the mega powers, you know, yeah, I mean, before the eventual split. But like, you know, I get you because I was a Hogan guy when I first started. But there was something about, you know, to me, you know, everybody that knows me knows I'm a huge Undertaker guy. And it was just when Taker, you know, had his little program with Hogan and you're just thinking, you know, 
if he beat the ultimate good guy, like that, that, that it was just so unique to me, you yeah, know. So it's like dastardly way, though. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely the dastardly way. Ric Flair again, another Flair reference. With the steel uh, chair, I had dude. That, that's yeah. a beautiful. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if those who don't know what happened in the match uh, was Flair came down sticking his nose in Hogan's business, brought that's out a true. steel chair, placed it gingerly <laughs> near the, uh, 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 you know, from the apron next to the ropes on the mat, and uh, just as gingerly. Uh, you tombstone? know, Taker put him down for a uh, tombstone, one, two, three, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, he, that's how he became, or I'm, Taker won his first heavyweight strap. And, and I know? remember that that's, that's something that you always, you always Oh, yeah, remember. that that was crazy to me. But I understand 100%, no, yeah, you Hulk, know, Hogan's, yeah. uh, he, like I said, he was polarizing. Man. Yeah, the intrigue is not, there's no question there, you know what I mean? Like, the what, what attracts you to Hogan, especially when you're a kid, you're like, you know, the take vitamins and, and, and say your prayers, it's like. He was he was trying to make everyone else a good guy. I actually it, it broke my heart. I, I was in school uh, about a year ago. We had to write a piece where uh, we had to uh, actually be part of the uh, alternative facts type of thing. Before mm. those alternative facts, pretty much we had to take a piece and write about someone, but make it like uh, kind of like not libel, but stretch the truth where it's almost like a like an attack piece. You know what I mean? Mm. And which was crazy to me. I'm like I, I'm actually getting a grade on this. Like I have to learn how to. Be a corrupt yeah, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> like, you were kind of pulling your hair out about that, yeah. And I remember at the time, you know, I was, I was it was just nothing but wrestling and music. And then, I mean, with school, it was like everything just kind of bled over. Yeah. And so I needed a story at the time that the whole Hulk Hogan, like, uh, controversy was hot. And as much as I, did, I was like, man, I, I have to write about this. It's something I know. And, man, I I vilified that guy. <laughs> I felt bad. Yeah. As, let me ask you this, though. Like, as as him being the guy that that drew you into wrestling, you know, I mean, how did you feel when all that stuff was going on? Because I know personally, I was guy. a little conflicted. Yeah, you know? it's it's like you know, like your heroes, you you defend yeah. them to the end of the earth, yeah. no matter oh. what they do. I'm sure there's still some R. Kelly fans out there. Uh, oh, you know still, someone's yeah. buying these tickets. You know what I'm right? saying? Yeah, someone's yeah, I mean, the making these records to somebody. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so there's a day of like, am I surprised? Not really. Yeah, you know what? I, yeah. I have to agree with you. Like as far as like. If I would have heard that years ago, would I have been surprised? No. Yeah. But does it make it sting any less? Nah. Like, nah. I, I the way I looked at it, I was kind of I was hurt in a way, but like as a little like the my the little kid inside me that that you know Say that fell in love so. with wrestling. Like, yeah, how have you been thinking this? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know? for me, I was like, I mean, there were so many kids, probably a lot of you know kids of color like ourselves, light skins like ourselves. You know what I mean? That kind of looked up to this guy. That helped us keep, you know, steer us out of trouble. This if we didn't have, like ourselves. Yeah, I love yeah, it. yeah, if we didn't have that authority figure in our life or what have you, and you know, we're watching this guy on TV just whooping ass, being a good guy, saying, you know, take your vitamins, say your prayers, this, this, that, and the other, and then it's like, damn, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it, it was kind of, it was like I said, a little bit heartbreaking, but I mean, I can understand it. Though. Like, what like do you, I, when you said uh, Diesel, it wasn't surprising. I think it's one of those things where I think we all know what kind of time that That's he, true. you know, he really guys like him and Flair and and Savage before he was Macho Man and 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 the Dusty Roads of the world, like they came up in a time where you know racial equality was still a thing or inequality, I should say. And um, so yeah, I I, I kind of see. What I think it's one of those old time things, you know, like it's yeah. it wasn't as taboo as it was as it might appear today, you know, and I. And it's one of those things too, where it's like I always argue that Terry Bollea is the one who said it, not the personality yeah. Hulk Hogan. Although he is definitely one of those people who has never been able to like kind of separate that line because he realizes he's going to be Hulk Hogan for the rest of his life, you know. And yeah. uh, he's embraced that, but I think that's also made it hard for people to realize, you know, behind the wrestling 
stuff. It, 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 you know, he's a person he's a too. You know, and so we all do dumb shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that we're not proud of and we I, regret. I, I got a question. He just on, has a spotlight on him. On, you know? on that note, like we said, everyone does dumb things, and I mean it's true. I mean, a lot of people have comeback stories, and you know, where we fall. I mean, are we ready to forgive him as a wrestling? Fan? You know what? I I'm over it to be honest. I, I, yeah. I for a while I was kind of like, mm-mm, mm-mm. you know what I mean, and but it's like at the end of the day, it's like. Do what if if you were to show up like say that that you know we went we went to SmackDown the other day, if you would have showed up would I have been mad? No, I mean because it's still a moment. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's still something to talk about. You know, and and that's the thing. And to your credit, it, I think he's he's a victim of his own. Uh, he's in his own head. You know what I mean? He I felt like he has to play a character twenty four seven, where he he it. Which I don't know if you could really lines. find some self happiness. Yeah, you know, and and it's kind of sad. it's almost like the OJ thing. Where yeah, like, but also hats off to him because that's got to be an exhausting thing. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, honestly, I mean, yeah, dude, yeah, this guy's been he, he's he's gonna be wearing bandanas his whole as, life. As you much as I, as I hate to say it, he definitely was mainly not solely, but mainly responsible for bringing more eyes on the product, like in the eighties and the early nineties, dude. Like, oh, yeah, he he made it mainstream. One hundred percent. He he was definitely yeah. a pop culture icon. He was the first I mean, guy to, to be a pro wrestler and an actor, man. That's true. You know, he, like he, yeah. I'm, well, I, I, I watched and, and uh, Zeus did it was backwards. It? What was that movie? <laughs> the the nanny. Oh yeah. man, like yeah. Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny. Yeah, like yeah. I, I watched. Yeah, that, and we you did know, and, and solely because Hogan was in there. If you, know, you would have so. brought that movie to me as a kid without Hogan, if it was somebody else, I wouldn't even wouldn't even have peeped it. Of you know what I mean? But it's because you know. it was wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, to me, I think when I was such a kid, to me it was more like, as long as if there was something wrestling at all esque about it, like yeah. bring it to me. I gotta get my hands on it. You but know I agree I mean? with you, man. Like, he he definitely helped make it mainstream. Oh, like, that's the, I mean, and, and you can't that's, take he was a rock star. And that's oh, what yeah, he was a rock star. But see, and I think that's kind of that's that's what kind of got him into the whole politicking and all that. But that, that's a whole nother. That's, yeah, that's gonna happen regardless. Like, the, the bigger, bigger like, star, the bigger you know. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean you understand like when you get into a better spot, it's gotta. You gotta everyone's gonna yourself. expect a few perks here and there, but when you realize that you could also do what you can to protect that spot, like why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know? no, so, I, 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 that's I, in any job, really. Yeah, and I, and I, and I totally understand. It's just still, it's funny because it's still just one of those things everybody talks about with WCW. And, and and like the booking and yeah. you know so many like chiefs, not enough Indians. You know what I mean. So what, what would you say, Diesel, is like one of your um, favorite like moments with Hogan, like things he's done or achieved or, I mean, obviously so many things. Uh, obviously, there's like the Andre Slam. Yeah, I mean, the there's, there's an Andre Sanders, and that's uh, iconic in itself. You know? Yeah, then there's a match that ruined my childhood when he went against uh, Ultimate Warrior. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I'm right it's there. It's conflicted. With you, man. Like parents go uh, at it. Like yeah, you can't yeah. decide. Uh, it's funny. That, that's how I felt when I, I had to watch uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon first time. Oh, in the oh yeah, this guy. I literally I rented the tape and I still remember the, remember this to this day. I couldn't even watch the end of that match. I started crying because yeah. I, I was watching them hurt themselves, and I was even audibly like, "Stop! Mm-hmm. Stop! Don't do that!" Like I'm like, "You guys are friends." Before I even knew they were really friends, but yeah. I, I remember that I, that was like one of the first matches I was like super yeah, emotionally those are, invested you're two in. Two favorites, man. Dude, at that time, my, yeah, like, and I was like, and I'm and I'm watching them just like, and, and but that right there, it tells the story that they were willing to destroy each other for the sake of that belt, and I was literally watching it unfold, and I was like, "Man, I your work." I can't do this. Yeah, I mean, years later, I was able to go back and obviously watch the second one at SummerSlam. But man, that that first one at WrestleMania ten, dude, like that. Whew, I, I don't even look at it, like say uh, 
old RVD and Sabu oh, matches. I love RVD. Like, um, you can't, we you can't root for either one. You root for the match itself. Yeah. We were yeah, you just hope there's going to be, you know they're going to leave it all out there and you just are like You sit back and watch that. the show. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. You're like, Let, let's enjoy this. But like, I think for me, the, I mean, like I said, I, I, and I've told people this before, Hogan's, and it's unpopular, but Hogan's not on my top 10. Uh, personal top ten of all time, and I'm gonna ask you what your what your top. You know, it doesn't have to be a top ten, but guys that you and were, not in order. Like yeah. if they had to bury you tomorrow, who who do they need to be putting on this list for you? You know what I mean? But I think with Hulk, the NWO thing, man. I mean, it was at the time like yeah, that, as I far as one of my that's moments, a big like, moment. Yeah, I, I just remember at the time it was crazy because that, that's like you know not to interrupt. You, no, but yeah, like, go ahead. That's almost like twice to add to your previous comment, like that Hogan's t- help make. Like the hill turn of the century. That's that's twice. You're right. And you know what? He did it in the 80s with Hulkamania. And then when New World Order came out, I mean, how? I guess what? Hollywood Hulkamania? Not Kylie, but uh, Kendall Jenner's wearing a Wolfpack t shirt these days. (laughs) Sprite doesn't know what it means, but NZ's and Sari also, uh, I think he hosted SNL not too long ago. Same thing, had an NWO shirt, but that's like one of the most recognized. And people remember that. Yeah, and even if you're a casual fan, like, Like, you know, that was was big. Just as much as you say you can sit there and and walk around with an NWO shirt, you can walk around with a Hulk Hogan shirt and people say something to you. Yeah, Yeah, it's 100%. Highly recognizable. There's chances people might, like, when when you people, you're talking to people about pro wrestling, they're like, oh, Oh, like Hulk Hogan. They, that's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That might be their first yeah. go-to. And then and, and that's, which, again, speaks volumes in itself. It's like Hulk Hogan was, I mean, I won't say still is, but was pro wrestling at the time. You know, yeah. what, what's what's a, another good moment, too, was, um, and you, you just can never, refer, like, wherever you were when you watched this, you can't shake that feeling. But um, right in the beginning of uh, uh, Mania, Rock versus Hogan, yeah, oh, I was just, <laughs> just about to bring that up. Yeah, oh man. The most entertaining match ever. Oh, Probably man. the least athletic match I've ever seen, oh, but the yeah. most entertaining thing I've ever seen. I, I have to give because I had to I have to admit going in, I'm like, okay, that's that, that was like and this is like the start of when I was like, Oh, okay, they're starting to do that marquee thing. Yeah. You know, and before I started noticing, I was just still, you know, I was still a little mark, young mark. And so when I saw the match, I was like, Yeah, that seems kinda cool. But I'm like a lot of people were I'm like, what about DDP versus The Rock, the People's Champ versus the People's Champ, but yeah. you know it's Hulk Hogan, so you're like, okay, let's see what's up. This is the end, the, the WWE version of NWO that's coming back and doing all this. I was just hyped to see Scott back, you know. Yeah, what I mean? of course. And then, As uh, I was but, but dude, match. that match was magical. Like, there's, it's like you said, entertainment value, just the magic in the it's air, a man. Story. Like, it's a double turn, and basically. that's what's crazy. It's like you wonder if any of them had any idea. Going in, like how like, obviously everyone, the Rock knows who what his worth is. Hulk, Hulk, uh, there's not that's no question. But as far as how much they knew that that match was going to affect the rest of the night, it, that was crazy. Yeah, was, I believe good. after there was an underwhelming uh, main event card. Yeah, I, I almost want to <laughs> say it was it Triple H and Jericho. Yeah, is that is that the one where uh, is that the Steph was, was that at twenty? Like, um, you know, I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out is that the same one that Brock and uh, Kurt Angle wrestled. I'm not, you know what? I'm not too sure because I want to say that's the same card that Austin went against Scott Hall. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, that, but uh, I, I was gonna say to your to your point too. Uh, I was just listening to Bruce Pritchard. Uh, he was on Austin's uh, podcast not too long ago, and he had brought up that specific time, and it was talking about you know sometimes there are, there are times where you just gotta if you have a finish you know to a match and um, just reading the crowd, which is a, kind of an art form, you know, if you're in that line of business. Uh, same thing with like charisma and talent. Like it, it really can't be taught. You just have to be self aware. And they're talking about how the professionalism in both The Rock and uh, and Hogan to be out there, knowing that Hogan, you know, 
if you guys remember that build, um, you know, towards that match, Hogan like T-boned the Rock in a semi truck. You know yeah. what I'm saying with the NWO and and put him in a. Uh, I think he was in an ambulance or whatnot. You know, like just things like that. That was real reminiscent of like the NWO raising hell in WCW. But I agree. Yeah. There was a lot of personal angst in that, and for him to be the heel and be in, in the in the ring, but at a moment like that in a stadium that big with a, a, a star as big as The Rock, you know, and all those people don't know who to cheer for. Oh, and yeah. that was just one of those moments that was very pivotal, and they were just, you know, Pritchard was basically, uh, you know, just, just saluting them for being able to read the crowd and know what kind of story needed to be told instead of the one that was presented to them, you know? So, like, yeah, you know, when you ask if they knew... There's no way they knew, but they knew what to do in that moment. Oh, yeah, no, professional enough to know where to go from there. I mean, one guy that I think we talk about all the time that, that if he got it is a Jericho. That, there'll be times where, where you see something going yeah, wrong he, in a match. He's a, he's he a natural-born entertainer, man. He just adjusts. But uh, just to clarify, that was actually WrestleMania 18, and the match, the stinker you guys were talking about right after was that uh, – Dreadful Triple H, Chris Jericho with Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Uh, program. Yeah. And then I, that was like right after uh, Jericho won the Undisputed Championship, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah when he kind of went on a bad uh, title reign after that. That was uh, pre-Blade Trinity, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. That's pretty sure. Yep, when uh, Tri- Trips had to... <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Trips, he still, he still had the facial hair. He didn't, he didn't shave it off with, with the three Pomeranians and all that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That... Uh, and, and that movie, that's that's such interesting. There's so much, uh, I'm sure you know, like, Wesley was real difficult filming through that. Because yeah. I had Ryan Reynolds in there as, right, uh, as well, right? And then Jessica Biel and, mm-hmm. yeah, Triple H, man. Hey, shout out, man. You got that movie. <laughs> you got that movie cameo. <laughs> well, uh, right now we're going to take a quick break. Uh, again, we got Diesel in the building along with myself, Quincy Jones, going my tag partner, Doc Lesnar. We're going to take a quick yeah. break. Talk to you guys about our sponsor, United 909. I mean, everybody's sponsor right now. That's what I'm saying. Diesel, Twin Towers, Mega Towers, United 909 Banner. Check us out. We'll be back. Go. Hey, yo, what's good? Quincy Jones, go, man. Here to let you know about another great sponsor we have on the show, United 909. And Man, it's for the IE, by the IE, made by the IE. It's for you. You like to represent where you're from. You like being clicked up, huh? Too sweet. United 909 is the clicker I'm from. Might as well pick something up nice. Show you repping for that 909, bro. That 909 life. That's what I'm talking about. They actually just had a show. Their fourth annual Conquer the Runway show happened this Saturday, March 11th at Riverside. If you were there and I know you were there, then you would have saw they unveiled a brand new t-shirt. It's dope as hell. And you also would have noticed that the family just got Bigger. That's right. We have a brand new sponsored artist on United 909. 40K. What's good, man? 40K, Mr. Broke as Fuck, BAF, from New Culture Media Group, man. Just joined the family. Congrats to you, man. The family gets bigger. The takeover been beginning, man. And if you ain't with it, you finna get left behind. So what you want to do is go to United 909. I.E., I know you can hear me. United 909, we got you, man. Holler at us. Tell them Quincy Jones sent you. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show. You are now in the mix with the two-man tower trip, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Hey, yo, what's good? Quincy Jones go back again with the Quincy Jones Show with my tag team partner and co-host, Doc Lesnar, and our special guest, Diesel 5K1. What's good, man? We were uh, just talking about Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Great moments, yeah. and uh, I mean... 
unpopular, I know, but you know, we gotta we gotta keep it real. And and that's coming from me. You know, controversial. What's <laughs> John show? Just it's a it's we're, we're we're covering all facets here. It's crazy. This is a it's it's, it's not. <laughs> but uh, we were asking you. You said that Hulk Hogan is the one that got you hooked. Is there, was there anybody else notable that? Uh, obviously, I know we talked about Diesel, but. Anybody else caught your eyes? You got yeah. older because you know, you know yeah, how it you is. Did talk you, about Ultimate Warrior. Well, yeah, you Warrior, did. You did touch on Warrior. Those, yeah. Like I followed him for a long time until like I got a little older and started like realizing what he was saying and kind of like, <laughs> hey, this guy's a little crazy. I think <laughs> we all realized what he was saying before he realized what he was yeah. saying. Yeah, you know what's funny though? Like I, I agree with you because but as a like, kid, the same way. Like I was very gra- I gravitated to Ultimate Warrior. Same thing with you know it's that energy, well, man. Yes, and it's, it's yeah. there was just. A lot more unique personalities back in that time, and Warrior was one of them. But I'm just like you do. When I got older, I didn't really think there was anything wrong with them. And then you got kind of look at some of these old promos. You go, I scratch your head. Like I don't, I don't know if he actually made a complete sentence there. It, it's <laughs> you just, know? it's yeah. funny now and when you when you see it. Like everyone yeah. makes the memes. But on you it. also understand like why it captivated you. Oh it was yeah, just so like you would out there, walk but... past the guy nowadays. <laughs> yeah, say yeah. that like oh wait, you keep like, 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 <laughs> you got oh, kids man, with you. You gripping your kids tight and just yeah like. But you know, I would, when when I remember when we got the news though when uh, he passed oh, that I, that was it stunned. It, it was me, something. Like, it was weird about that because I don't know we were talking about like that speech he made on Raw. I don't know if you caught it. We had that that speech right before. I think it was in like Phoenix nah, or something. Man, right? Yeah, if if you've ever heard, uh, oh actually, we, I think we I don't know if we played it. Yeah, we did play it last episode. Oh yeah, the rest. Um, of Paradise, I, I used yeah. a little bit of it in the beginning of the Rest of Paradise track I have. Um, because like, yeah, it, it was, he was saying some real powerful things. And I remember I was kind of emotional before that raw, just in the fact that he was being brought back to be on in, in the hall of fame because he finally was brought home. Man. Yeah. Cause I saw that whole, the dis- self-destruction of yeah, the warrior DVD. DVD and it's really bad, it's man. Skating, you know, they got man. a lot of notable names on there who were just, just, you know, dragging this guy's name to the ground. And and, and and that's the thing is like, I've heard certain things about, you know, sometimes it's difficult to work with this and that, but how much of that was true and how much of that was directed towards these guys to say it. And yeah. just to, you know, just for they the- kind of exposed the business a bit, I think, yeah. too, because I mean, there's so many people who grew up watching him and none of the things that, you know, negative, um, you know, from a backstage standpoint, whether it's the story where he, he held up McMahon. Yeah, or, that, that's the only thing negative he occurred, really. refused to do jobs or whatever, but none of that really translated from a on screen from a fan standpoint, so right. it, it, it kind of was crazy that they went out their way to like produce a a, a film like that, you know? Yeah, and, just um, assassinating his character. I mean, it, it's, yeah, you know, it's, and, it's one of those things where if you would have thought they were going to do that to anyone, yeah, it's you would thought like it would have no been like going a, back. You, you, know? you would have thought they would have done like a Bret Hart. Type yeah, of, you know what I mean. It, it, but it's. I, Again, we don't know what one of the yeah, well, You know what, though, to his credit, though, Stu has brought a lot of talent to WWE over yeah. the years. But, yeah, no, not to get too, you know, uh, lost way, down yeah. that rabbit hole. But, like, yeah, it was just kind of cool, like, as a fan. And I'm sure for you, too, when you when you got the news that he was going to get inducted, it just was like, man, like, it felt yeah. justified. You know, like, how yeah. could you have a Hall of Fame without a guy like the Warrior in there, you know? And you and, sit there and think you're like... He's barely going in, like, and it, it's crazy yeah. when you think about it like that. But well deserved. I mean, what they have an actual award in his name now, like the yeah. Warrior Award or something like that. Because yeah, Connor the Crusher, uh, R.I.P. He he won. They gave it to him. Yeah, that's right. But and I think yeah, Dana, I think Dana, his uh, Warrior's wife presents it. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but, that's um, what people take for granted nowadays. Like, it's the fans that are the most important in the wrestling yeah. business because they've been supporting it since however long. And they'll get the smallest, you know, little building, whatever, or to the biggest stadium. They've been Seriously. carrying it this whole time. So what we think of these people, that 
should take precedence. I mean, it, I was coworkers. Just, it, it pales in comparison yeah. to how they are on, you know, their working relationship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, and that's partially their, like, that's McMahon's fault. He didn't yeah. want him to be a superstar. Don't push him. You know what I mean? But we, yeah, it's like there's certain people that I, I, I agree with you. Like, come on, this is not for you. This is not for your Hall of Fame. This is for what the fans want to see, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm kind of surprised that DDP barely made it. Because yeah, I think at the end of the day, I mean, if, if for the fans who really like who, who's going in there and like it, it kind of vindicates, like it makes it uh, legit, you know, well, like yes and no, because they put Drew Carey in there before Warrior. Well, oh, you know well, I mean? I mean, before we, I've never agreed that this should be Donald a Trump's real celebrity win, which is of a Hall of Fame. Not to get political, but Donald Trump's in there before. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or a former WCW champion, David Arquette. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, up. That's up happened. for debate. I will not be there on that one. <laughs> but no. But yeah, it's like I mean, I agree with you. But like I said, I think sometimes they've been having like a little bit of their priorities wrong based on their personal ill wills towards people. Like, I mean, that's why it's weird to me that Sunny got in, and you know, yeah, China. She's done. China's not in. I mean, obviously, their their careers aren't parallel by any means. Certain parts, yeah. But I mean, it's crazy to think that we had to wait till. China's gone, and she's—I mean, she still hasn't even been announced. But you know, it's, it's crazy though it's crazy. too. Is, is that um that year, twenty fourteen, uh, that Warrior went in, Jake the Snake went in, Razor also went in. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Mr. T, who had that great "My Mama" speech. Uh, Carlos Colon, who's uh, the Shining Stars, or I believe the uncle of one of the Shining Stars, but the father of the other, and uh, Carlito, right? Carlito's yeah. dad, and uh, Paul Bearer. Yeah, that wasn't a bad class. And Lita. That was a good class, actually. Yeah, That's a pretty definitely. good class. I thought so. Because well. what they have, they have the rock, well, rock and roll. Is it the Rock and Roll Express? Uh, this year? Yeah. So far, it's Rock and Roll, DDP, and... Uh, Teddy Long. Teddy Long. Kurt Angle. Kurt, yeah, that's the Which big is the one so that I, I mean, I was excited about, but me being a selfish fan, I was like, that means he's not going to wrestle if he's in the Hall of Fame. But then again, I was like, well, when he was in TNA, for those that were watching him in TNA, I was. I was, I was a fan. I followed him. He, they had presented him with a TNA Hall of Fame, and he was like, yeah, I'll take this when I'm ready. I, can y'all do that? Because I would love to see either him and maybe him and Cena again, like new this time around, or him and, and, and Brock. They're two different beasts now. You know what I mean? I, I want to see some stuff. But, you know, actually, because we were talking about, we dropped a few names before, Ultimate Warrior, Diesel, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan. Who, who are you feeling nowadays? As far as uh, today's wrestling, because I, I talked to a few different people. There's some people I know that I can't get into it because uh, there's some new people that they, you know, just a lot of stuff they got to catch yeah, up I with. Think but... People are stuck in the way they like stars. Yeah, I mean, it's and that's what's funny, which is not bad because that's what we watched. We had more eyes on a product back yeah. then. But well, well that, that's what I find is funny is like when you get two people that used to watch wrestling, it's two different people. People uh, who are still in love with Attitude Era and want it to be that, or people who hated Attitude Era and think that's all it's going to be now. Yeah. But like, but now I think there's. Uh, a wonderful room of talent, even potential talent. A lot of these guys are indie guys. I mean, we, we followed them. But as far as like, yeah, who who's going on right now? Uh, let's, let's do it like this. Who on Raw are you are you feeling right now? Like on Raw, oh, of course, the New Day. Oh man, okay. the New Day. They have like the best mic skills, dude. I, and I was ever. explaining this to someone. I'm like, the reason why I like them is they get away with so much references that and I hate to say it like this, but white America does not get. Or 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 but no or not keen though, to it. Man. So like yeah, they they get away. With, that's why when I'm when I see them on screen, they get away with so much like pop culture references and like the uh, the uh, no homo stuff and, and the pause stuff. And I'm like, 
Dude, like if they knew what any of this, what yeah, they were the talking about. The windows that they've been squeezing by have, been, like, have gotten more and more outrageous. But, it, and especially with the way that Big E tries to play it off. Like, <laughs> like they got I think great he's chemistry. My favorite. Yeah, I think he's, he might be my favorite in New Day, man. Like definitely. He, yeah, some of, some of the newer wrestlers, or one of the complaints is that their, their mic skills aren't that great. But there's some that really shine, like like Enzo. Yeah. Enzo, oh, not only does yeah. he have like his his usual shit that he goes to, yeah. but yo, he can he can go back and forth. He, yeah, he can he, embarrass he, you. Like the whole uh, Mike it was uh, he's Skywalker. Quick on his feet. I like, yeah, Mike talk, uh, trash talker Skywalker. Yeah, like he yeah he owns that. He like and I think he went on record to say that he has a book he carries with him where he'll just write down things. Like yeah, he has I, a big supposedly old book. since like even when he started in FCW, man, which, so back which when is he was uh, uh, people know it's a developmental Florida Championship Wrestling. Yeah, for those that, don't know. that was what NXT was before it became NXT. Damn, that's but, uh, crazy. Yeah, he, he's supposedly, uh, he's had yeah, a notebook of just isms that he wanted to use, you know, and has used them in pretty much, I, I know those, there's basically, there's more stuff he's yet to oh, pull yeah, out. And, and everything he's pulled out has been really no, entertaining and funny. Yeah, that's the least entertaining. And that's what's funny when you think about it, you're like, Enzo, and you're like, this guy doesn't even have a, a finisher move. Yeah. And, he, and you think, think like, he talked, jumping. No, yeah, now it is. But before, like any time that you would even like even on the game you would play them you're like okay what's his move and it'd be like a like a sub- submission or something it'd be weird yeah, I think it was a cross arm yeah it was like a cross similar, arm breaker or yeah, something yeah to Del Rio's. but I mean because you don't know him for his wrestling you know him for his talk gift his, his entertainment yeah gift, gift the, the gab and the gift yeah you know so I'm I'm with you Enzo and Cass I agree with New Day I'm definitely with it. any like uh, are, are you fans of like uh, like how would you feel about the whole uh, Kevin Owens Chris Jericho thing when they were doing that all right so. <laughs> a single tear rolled down. Man, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna just moment so, silence from the Quincy Josh. I've, I've, I've had a I've had a hatred of Jericho for a while. But it's a good hatred because he's a heel. He's and a he's a yeah. despicable person. Yeah. But that's good for the show and good for yep. the business. And then you have Kevin Owens where I'm like, man, Kevin Owens could be working at a video store. Like I don't <laughs> he just doesn't look like a wrestler, but that's his been his appeal. He has an yeah. everyman. Appeal. People are like, hey, I can be that guy. Yeah. He looks like every backyard wrestler that's out there. I, I, I agree with you. you know? that, yeah. I know. I've seen him. No, <laughs> like, I, I know. It. I know I'm about the farmers' guys. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> like, and and I agree with you. Like the thing with the reason why I I, I mean we were kind of hip to Kevin Owens. You know, he got me hip to Kevin Owens with the Kevin Steen thing back when he was in Ring of Honor. So when we heard he was jumping on to the to the roster, we were excited. So it, right now we are we're, we're kind of. Just biding our time, trying to figure out what's going on next. Because I, obviously, we we love the whole Chris and uh, Kevin thing. I I'm with you. I had a long time hatred for Jericho for a while. Not a lot. Okay, let me say not a long time. There was I was never I never gave him his proper due, and that was when I was still looking at at the product as a fan. And and it's funny, like you say, like he just did despicable things. I hated him, but then I had to sit there and realize, yeah, he's doing his job. That- that's what he's supposed to be doing. That means he's great at his job because I fucking hate this guy. Like, right. And I, I, the, the slow talking, the the the, the miscreants and the big words. <laughs> oh, yeah, Random scarves. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but I have to yeah. say that when he started doing this version of, of his character, he grew he grew the facial hair out a little bit. Yeah. He had the scarves, like you said. Uh, the, the you dig the. Yeah, he just changed his <laughs> like, whole demeanor, vernacular. Like he seems like he's genuinely having fun yeah, out there, and, but also having fun trolling you. Yeah, he's oh, slowly becoming Flair. Mm, you he's, know what? He's working his way into that. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. that. As far as accolades, I like too, that. I'd have to agree with that too. I mean, he. Yeah. Oh, but 
you know, I was gonna say, but so with the festival though, like, what did, did you like it? The, oh, the festival how, of friendship. Yeah, yeah, like how how it went down, how it broke down, and everything. Mm. Yeah. Were you? Were you? Oh, okay. No, no, this is good because we were no, actually debating we, this last episode about whether or not you know. It seems like the rooms maybe sixty forty split yeah, on I, if I it was executed that. well versus, eh, just like you said, you know. Yeah, they they really could have ended like this this whole angle a lot sooner. Got gotcha. you. They they teased it. They definitely did, but then, yeah, I mean. Well, what I said last time was like I—I I mean, I was just more of a fan. Like from the jump, all of a sudden you're like, "Why is Jericho acting like a total face right now?" And you yeah. started kind of seeing that. And I mean, just me personally, I was a fan of the whole walking with the girls and the, the side oh, steps. Yeah, he, yeah, he loved the, the cheesiness <laughs> the, of the, the little the shimmy. Yeah, the, I, the, I, I, I don't know what it was. Like, and all that stuff was because Jericho. He, like I said, it took me a while to just appreciate the entertainer that he is, um, and and just watching him work now. Uh, with the new this new found appreciation, it's it's been fun for me just watching. I laugh. I literally laugh out loud when I watch him. But uh, I don't know. Like you said, Kevin Owens looks like a regular any man. But I feel like that that angle kind of did a lot in terms of you know making him seem like hey, okay, fun and games are over. I was doing this with Jericho for a while, but yeah, he like regained stock as a heel. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got to be instead of doing the comic now. relief. Yeah, uh, and and um, I know I like I I I like it. Like the thing with Kevin Owens too is I and I got it from a few other people is they like uh, you know, he gets a lot of gripes about his uh his appearance, but one thing a lot of people don't understand is like there's a lot of um other people I've talked to that were uh, you know maybe bigger guys grew up watching wrestling and then they see this guy they're like. I wish Kevin Owens was there when I was watching wrestling because he would have made me think that I could have got yeah. doing something like this. Which, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't you can't knock that. You know what I mean? If if it's gonna inspire people in a way, even if he's a heel, man, like you know. So I, I gotta give him kudos yeah, on that. It, it helps definitely cover all. all shapes and sizes. Like it's you know, I mean, coming broader from broader audience. Yeah, on. coming from Vince's love for this prototypical type of big, you know, meathead like a Ryback or like a Batista, and then you see like Kevin Owens, and you're like, okay. Triple H this did. This is possible. Yeah, yeah, and you know that was Triple H that kind of like honed him. And said if, if if it messes up, this is on me. Let, let me let me show you what I can do with this guy. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I've been enjoying. You said New Day and Zone Cast. Mm. I've been enjoying Chris. Uh, Chris well, I was going to say too. I kind of get what you mean. Uh, you said maybe you should have ended earlier. Um, but I think the reason for that with Jericho and Owens, I think. Raw knew like they were kind of losing the ratings against SmackDown, but they know that once they paired those two up. They were money, you know, in terms of like why you tuned in, or at least oh, well, this for this oh, segment for sure entertained yeah. me because yeah. the way Kevin and Jericho have that chemistry. So I think they were trying to get as much mileage as they could, you yeah. know. Which I get to keep eyes on the product. And then as it started going on, they're like, well, we maybe we could ride this to Mania because I, I could see a good match between the two. To oh, be them honest, too, yeah. you know. But um, I, mean, I, I agree with you on that. And like, there, I think it could have even ended maybe two months ago, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I like you know what I liked was that Jericho went through a monitor this time instead of throwing somebody. That's true. <laughs> you know, which was yeah. which which was symbolic. Which I'm wondering if they're actually going to build on that. Yeah, I hope they do. Did you at least like the power bomb? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're it's just like, okay, okay, yes. I like I'm, I'm actually asking an impromptu question right now because you brought up the power bomb. What what, what is one of your favorite fi- uh, finishers right now that you like to watch? Like, what, is there like a finisher or that whether it's RKO, Styles Clash, or anything like that? I mean, uh, what's the name? Big Rob's huge RKO guy. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Rob, but, yeah, I mean, I, I know we all like to watch it. Like, sometimes well, I'll even tune into a match knowing who's going to win just so I can watch it. You know what I mean? Is there like a 
finisher move that you that you just a big fan of? I I like like the simple ones. And it, I was gonna say it doesn't have to be current. It could be a yeah. stunner. It could be you know what I mean like. Man, I miss like you know RVD's five star oh, frog splash. I mean, I, I love a simple power bomb. I mean, the the super kick is always yeah. good for me. I yeah. like moves that can be done to anyone. Like mm-hmm. so, you can't I, yeah. choke slam everyone if you're that's the guy true. that's way bigger than you. You can't do a Styles Clash on everyone. Not a big show. You know, you can't, <laughs> you can't <laughs> yeah, do you know, all that. Yeah, yeah I agree because like I know there was some times where like Taker would go against. I think when Taker went against Diesel back in the day, I remember just thinking, well, he's not gonna choke slam him. Maybe he could tombstone him, but or even when he was beefing with Mabel, you're like, oh, dude, there's no would... way that's or or Yokozuna. It's like, oh yeah, you better make it a casket match because I know there's no way he's gonna pick him up. So I know what you mean. Like yeah. that, that's a good point. If it's something that can catch anybody at any time, that is a good no, finisher. That that's would, more timeless. Yeah, like 100. Like I mean, the stunner. Like even I remember more he valuable. got yeah. big show in the stunner, good. and then he didn't drop down, but was wavering and had to get him again. You know, but. Even even with that, he still can get a guy as either as big as the Big Show, or like I think I tagged you in the video the other day, he can get someone like Stacey Keebler oh, yeah. or or <laughs> Linda McMahon or Trump. Yeah, um, it was a horrible one, but you know that wasn't Austin's fault. Or you get the Rock, where he you know just three flips off of it. Just oh yeah, yeah, completely yeah. Over- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rock's beautiful. Backwards, <laughs> he put yeah. that thing over forever. Uh, I mean, I, I think one of the ones uh, speaking of the Rock, I think one of, I like the Rock bottom when he uh, he had Vince McMahon. He, he was on the announcer's table. Oh, he had Vince McMahon. And, and, and then Shane position. was then Shane, the ref, Yeah, I think. Shane was yeah. a special guest ref trying to, trying to like, wave him off. He just grabs him and puts him in back of Vince. Yeah. And just, oh, man. Double deck rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, we're going to take another quick break. We're going to talk about another great sponsor of the show, Strong Style Brand. We're going to be oh, back. I'm uh, going to get into some music and talk a little bit more with Diesel about how he uh, started music and everything going on with his newest project. And, yeah, we'll be back, man. Holla at us. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Quincy Jones, girlfriend the Quincy Jones Show. Just here to let you know we have a great sponsor, and I got a great question for you. Have you ever had plans, huh? Previous engagements you made, huh, sir? And you just had nothing to wear, huh? You you got a you got a big show coming up, huh? You you play an instrument, you sing, huh? You take on the pipes. What you got? You playing drums, huh? You, you got to look badass, right? Because you you invited that nice looking girl from work and you want to impress her right this is what you got to do go to strongstylebrand.com they have a brand new website you're going to want to check it out it's in the beta form right now but you're going to want to check it out they got a whole bunch of new stuff new hats snapbacks they actually have flex fit hats now for those that may not be on the whole snapback type of trend but either way buy it man check it out they also just got in some new strong style brand flags they're, they're dope doc lesson just ordered one we're actually waiting for it Coming in the mail right now. It's freaking everything on here is badass. What you're gonna want to do? Check out the shirts, man. Check out the beanies, man. Check out the freaking hoodies, man. Check it out, man. And don't forget to check out YouTube.com/backslash/strongstyle and check out their brand new mini documentary, Thank You Fury, based on a wrestler Brian Fury, who just recently, on his own terms, decided to quit the business. He's doing a lot of great work with his New England Pro Wrestling Academy. He got a lot of students he's doing great work with. But he has last match. Strong Style Brand was there to capture it all on tape. Again, Thank You Fury. Check it out. YouTube.com backslash Strong Style. Get yourself some clothes. Rock it while you're watching. Rock it while she's watching. I'm talking about that pretty lady at work. Mm, yeah, you got a little drum solo. You can do it looking badass without that strong style shirt, that strong style beanie. So go ahead, check it out, buy it, put in Quincy Jones, 15% off. Dig it, go. Uh oh. Oh, buddy, you done messed up. 
I, I tried to warn you, but you don't let the tiger out the cage. Okay, square up there. Don't push on my buttons, I don't recommend it. Cause I'll be your judge or your jury and I will deliver your sentence And I'll be relentless Cause I'm at the point in my career that If you wanna pick a bottle, give it to you And I guarantee that when I'm doing you, the youth will be ended I've been swinging for the fences The mercy I'm sure to get my ends with If your friends get involved in your sentence Then your friends get a similar sentence And since this is considered your business You should get a better head of the fences Cause the women this particular instance Gonna get your ass kicked with the vengeance Listen, you don't wanna be known as That pussy boy that can't throw hands That motherfucker that that broke ass, that trolls but can't handle blowback That cold bastard that don't act like got a bear in his own sack That John Doe with that toe tag And when you put him in the river he flows back And they'll be talking about you like You heard he shoot himself too, right? We got crying like a bitch while he was sucking in shit Cause he never learned to fight You're gonna be another jerk off Leaving the earth off in a better place with your jerk off And then about your dead ones will be hurt often Serving that's a good example of a cursed offense I can make you famous for I can make you famous for all the wrong reasons. I can make you famous for all the wrong reasons. I can make you famous for Always. 
if it wasn't for every dickhead that joked on my behalf I'd never be designed to make the smoke to blowing up your ass If my brother and my cousin Kuda didn't climb me Growing up I wouldn't have the strength to deal with what's around me And if you look down at my feet and say what are those With my closet full of Kanye clothes Holes in my socks and drawers only had two outfits Looking like a prisoner escaping out of Auschwitz Big enough to be a bully, but have plenty of them. So I was listening to Brother Lynch and Eminem. Focused on revenge and being better than anyone who had a girl that represented Letterman. Front shoulder veteran. But maybe I should let it go, or else I have a frozen heart and lose my chance to let it show. But I know a better way. I just took my resume and let it say the better things I wanna win a clever way. They say the best revenge is to live better. Well, I can't tell you how good it feels to be styling on you bitches. But for real though, I wanna thank you for being an asshole to me. I'm so grateful that you are a jackass indeed. Cause I've become a stronger person. For I am no longer hurting from all the things you did. But you were so horrible to me. Everybody's saying that I'm old or irrelevant I'm glad I get the chance to show off my intelligence And go through the elements I break the backs while saying raps and scrapping Chop the face, create your new shades of spray paint Cause they ain't as brave online as they are in real life Where they praise my skills and tell me that I'm real nice They say I'm fresh to death, my style's like a steel knife I resurrect and come correct of something you can feel twice Plus my face is in the papers and on CDs and bids It's on your TV screen where you can see it real clear I may be corny or whatever, but I'm still here Till I'm in a wheelchair and even in a steel chair Plus I say my life is good altogether I lied and stole her with my wife but did it all together And I don't even sweat her cause she puts up with my damages It could have left me long ago but proof that she can handle it And I like it way better than y'all To be honest, I'd rather kick it with her and my dad all day So you punk motherfuckers <laughs> But for real though I wanna thank you being an asshole to me I'm so grateful That you are jackass indeed Cause I've become a stronger person For I am no longer hurting From all the things you did But you were so horrible to me
And what's going on is Quincy Jones Go with the Quincy Jones Show. And um, first and foremost, before we start this last part of this uh, podcast, episode four, uh, I want to first send apologies out to Diesel. Um, also, apologies out to the listeners. Uh, many of you know that we actually uh, went out to Las Vegas this past weekend, uh, March 10th, um, Friday, to catch the ROH 15th anniversary show. Uh, what a lot of you guys don't know is a lot of the shit that we actually had to go through out there. Um, the trip was a disaster. <laughs> Shout out to Mark McFly. Uh, you know, hang in there, buddy. Uh, we we had a hell of a time uh, in a bad way as far as this trip. We, uh, we made the show, but I had a lot of uh, unfortunate events happen, including uh, loss of some uh, files, loss of some, uh, just a lot of technical difficulties concerning my end, uh, my equipment and stuff like that. So what sucks is um, I have this last part of this podcast, but the part that sucks is for some reason... The audio is distorted beyond hell. Um, I think I know when it happened. There was, like, again, there was a lot of uh, things that happened this weekend. So, um, yeah, I didn't want it to be a short show. Uh, it's only about 35 minutes so far. So, um, instead of ending it on that note, I still want to give you guys a little bit of stuff that's, uh, you know, on my brain as far as uh, wrestling for the week. You know, I had a hell of a little bit of notes here. I wanted to try to get into it with um, Diesel a little bit. Uh, and again, uh, Diesel, 5,000, 5K1, sorry. Uh, man, uh, I, I couldn't even explain to you. Uh, I mean, I could. You'd, you'd have to been in my, my music class. <laughs> but, it, yeah, it's just a lot of stuff uh, beyond my control right now, man. So uh, bear with me. We definitely want to get you back on the show, uh, finish this up right. Uh, but for now, like I said, I still got, you know, about 30 more minutes for you guys, man. And, um, I'm going to just kind of go uh, off what I'm thinking of as far as, like, uh, fast lane. I mean, Fastlane has already happened. We actually talk about it uh, a little bit with Diesel on this episode. I uh, talk about it a little bit with Mark McFly on next week's episode as well. And, and and as well as that episode, you'll be able to hear all the weird, crazy shit that happened to us while we were out in Vegas, man. And not not in the, the, the good way you usually want some weird, crazy shit to happen to in Vegas. But, man, uh, if I told you, you guys wouldn't even believe it. Uh, that, that could be a whole nother episode for a whole nother day. Uh, but for right now, man, I just want to focus in on the wrestling man for the week. Um, you know, we came back from Fastlane. Uh, we, I don't know, man, it's, it's weird. I, I mean, first off, one one of the things that I noticed, uh, I noticed they've been tr- treating Charlotte's uh, pay-per-view record as something real golden, um, obviously reminiscent of her father, uh, you know, with, with, with Flair uh, and, and his incredible, not pay-per-view record, but, you know, obviously just the championships and stuff like that. Um, you know, they have been playing the hot potato game concerning the women's title for a while but you know I, I noticed that coming into that uh that culmination of that match with bailey at uh fast lane um yeah i mean they mentioned her her streak uh obviously they, they usually do but i felt like they were really trying to define her uh coming in with this streak man and it, it kind of reminded me of like they were you know the wwe's pushing it as if like this is like charlotte is their own version of like a ronda rousey uh just you know what i mean uh walking around with this record incredible record um and you know she she has the right to to lay the claim to it you know what i mean and um the the commentators put it over all the time uh you know it seems like stephanie has a vested interest in it every time she comes out and pokes her nose in in a women's division business but yeah man uh just one thing i noticed is like they they've been kind of protecting uh obviously the streak uh the pay-per-view streak they didn't um but man to mark mcfly's credit he was wondering i mean if they were going to I mean, it would have meant more. Like, why Why even have her drop the belt on a Raw just to have her lose her streak anyways? They should have, they should have just, you know, one, one fell swoop, had her pay-per-view 
streak broken by Bailey by winning that title from her. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think to his credit, it wouldn't have been such a uh, cause for such a screwy or dusty finish, as we like to say, with the whole Sasha coming out. And, you know, I mean, I think they could have done a, a little bit more job illustrating what exactly she was out there for. I mean, as far as me as a fan, I kind of picked up that at least, again, in my perspective that she's coming out there because she's concerned. There was that spot where Bailey was on the apron and Charlotte, you know, she, she, she's been working on her arm considerably during the match. She grabs her arm and, you know, kind of flings her over, you know, she pretty much throws her. She takes a front flip back bump onto the, uh, onto the, the, the concrete, the floor, the, the mat or whatever you want to call it. And so, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I can only uh, assume that Sasha was out there to check on her friend because it just really didn't make sense why she ran out of there. Um, it didn't really make any sense. I mean, there's a lot of inconsistencies with WWE and as far as what they rule as disqualification. I mean, I've seen matches where the person trying to get involved doesn't even hit the person. The person inv- involved in a match hits them first and that's a disqualification, which doesn't make sense. I've seen uh, a person attack someone's manager at ringside who was not part of the match and that ended in disqualification. I... I've seen people that, you know, so in this case, it was, it was you know, Sasha came out. We don't know what her motives were. Charlotte kind of cut her off and just, you know, teed off on her. But, you know, uh, again, I was a fan of the match. I liked how the, uh, honestly, I, I was sitting up there cutting up uh, highlights for the match, um, you know, for the Quincy Jones show, uh, Facebook. And, uh, you know, I put out the videos and stuff. But, yeah, just reviewing everything and having to cut things down into kind of key parts of the match, man. It was actually pretty good, man. It, uh, I got, it gave me a chance to kind of rewatch it in, um, in a kind of a quicker uh, time pace, but I, I liked it. Um, one thing I will say is uh, I think Charlotte needs to kind of stop it or kind of, I guess, pull back on the, the extravagant robes. Like, I think that's something that she should do strictly for pay-per-view. Um, I mean, I don't know how much so much now, but with the way that they were... You know, again, uh, putting out this this pay per view streak and how extravagant the streak was. It's like he could have wore a robe, make it a special event every time she's coming out. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not against her wearing the robes on a raw, but it seems I don't know. They look so great. It, you would want to think that they would save it for a special event, or I mean, it doesn't have to be one of the big four, but at least you know that's too far few far between. But at least you know every pay per view. There's one every month. Sometimes too, depending on on what the situation is, whether it's raw or uh, they're doubling up on one of the four, the big four. But yeah, man, to be honest, uh, I, I was a, uh, I, I was a uh, a big fan of of how they kind of um, attacked that whole scenario on Raw. Uh, kind of you know throwing in that that three way. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting to see if Nia Jax is going to join the fold. Uh, obviously, the seats are planted there for a, a Banks heel turn. Something else well, we're going to talk about next week with uh, Mark McFly. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, Stephanie's just been doing Stephanie, man, and uh, <laughs> you could either complain about it or you can, you know, you can appreciate it. So it's one of those one of those the little things in the middle. But um, uh, what else happened on Raw? Oh, uh, the one thing I didn't like on Raw, we're going to move on from that to um, the whole uh, Triple H-Seth situation. Um, I was a fan. I mean, it, it was weird. You know, we knew Seth was going to come out. Uh whether he was going to sell up the injury or uh, sell up that he, his status for WrestleMania is still in limbo just so he can keep us guessing. Uh, you know, we, we knew he was going to be doing something along those lines. Either way, updating information that we either already knew or didn't know. Um, 
Then Triple H comes out, which kind of surprised me. I didn't I didn't even expect a Triple H uh, appearance even there. Uh, and then, he, you know, he even shows up with Joe in tow. Uh, I liked mostly everything about that whole uh, segment. What I hated, what I absolutely hated was, and it was really uncharacteristic coming from a guy like Triple H, is how, you know, Seth hasn't made mention that he was going to go to WrestleMania and call out Triple H. I mean, he made it a point before, uh, you know, every other week prior to him getting injured with that spot with Joe with the rear naked choke that, you know, here and there he would talk to Stephanie and make little swipes at him saying that he wasn't, you know, their business wasn't done. And But, like, so he never really, you know, had this proclamation, I'm going to be at WrestleMania and I'm going to call you. And then, but Triple H just kind of, I felt like out of nowhere, again, uncharacteristically, was just, don't you dare show up at WrestleMania, Seth. Don't you dare call me out. I'm like, wait a minute. This, it, it honestly reminded me of how clumsy the storyline build was for the whole Vince, Shane, Undertaker thing. First, it was one thing, then it was another. First, it was blackmail, and then it was, oh, no, I need to prove that. You know what I mean? It, it's, it was weird. It was kind of it kind of threw me for a loop because of the fact that there wasn't anything that kind of uh, prior Anything prior that kind of um, prompted that response from Triple H, like it was just again. I may be wrong. I went back and watched it. it essentially, seems out of nowhere. I mean, it was almost like a I double dog dare you not to do it. Like, of course. Like, I mean, you know, it, it, I kind of felt uh, I felt a little bit patronized as a fan the way he kind of went about it because it just like again, it it, it seemed really weird. Uh, I mean, I felt the segment did okay. Despite the, you know, the the complete asinine, like, CM Punk chants, because, I mean, come on, man, like, I'm a big CM Punk fan, too, but it's like, it, there's no need to kind of ruin the moment by thinking, he he's not going to come out, especially with Triple H there, come on, like, I mean, let's be realistic, but, I mean, again, surprised by the game's appearance, uh, like I said, prom- Triple H's promo was great, except the whole don't you show up thing, I mean, it felt like more like an old-timey, like, kind of comedy angle with the whole, you know, like I said, a double dog dare you don't you dare and the force of course they're gonna freaking do it but you know i don't know like i said it was it was i felt like it was more of an opportunity for a continuous like wrestlemania branding as you say you know wrestlemania at least like five times within two sentences at that point wrestlemania uh don't you make it a wrestlemania it just seemed like a little bit of overkill um my, my notes i think if anything uh i mean i enjoyed seth you know as as you know, Triple H is leaving, uh, you know, the 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 ring. I appreciated, you know, Seth so Hunter. And, you know, he's telling him, you know, if this is the last thing I do, is the last thing you'll do, which I, I enjoyed. Um, one thing I would have did different, I wouldn't have had Triple H say, don't you dare, don't even think about showing up the WrestleMania, don't do, you know, don't even think about calling me out. I'm the game. I'm, I'm, I'm the, ooh, got to drop the hammer. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have had him say that at all. I would have had Seth make his WrestleMania status uh, even more vague, say something along the lines of, uh, you know, I will be at WrestleMania, or, you know, no matter how far I have to go, I have nothing to lose, I will have to go, I, I will be at WrestleMania. And, and then have Rollins, like, gone from TV at that point going forward until WrestleMania, just go out and film, like, these kind of, like, I mean, not not your, your quintessential WWE-esque, you know, uh, uh, vignettes of these training, you know, back to glory type things. It's like, I think if it was more of a, 
you know, him rehabbing hard, training hard to get back to the Triple H, not even just a match, just getting to Triple H at WrestleMania, you know, nothing cheesy, like the whole Vince and Shane chasing chickens, you know, training for Stone Cold at, at, at Valentine's Day murder, but I'm talking like something dark, gritty, but like kind of cinematic in, in how like, uh, how Lucha Gr- uh, Underground, they, they film their stuff uh, kind of a certain uh, production value, a certain quality, something kind of movie-esque. I think something like that, if they were to do something like that and keep showing them, maybe on a weekly, bi-weekly basis, you know, just these different videos of, of Seth just... And it could even be him. It could be just him training hard, gritty, uh, you know, rough, you know, just rehabbing so hard, him doing these voiceovers, not really him promo uh, doing promo, but like just... These voiceovers, like you know, almost like a, you know, my return is imminent. I mean, not in those words, but you know, he's he's the one that's letting us letting us know what's going on. Uh, I just thought if they were to do something like that, it would have definitely embodied the whole redesign, rebuild, re- reclaim mantra. Um, but yeah, that's as much time as I've spent on that, man. I, I'm obviously I'm still truly excited to figure out what what the hell really is going to happen in Mania between those two. Uh, I mean, we we could always obviously. I mean, Triple H just pretty much told us by telling us he's going to get called out at WrestleMania because Seth will be there. <laughs> but uh, I hope it's more than that. You know what I mean? I hope there's uh, this build will be interesting, especially with Joe lingering in the back. Um, that's you know that's another thing uh, with Joe. I've been finding it weird. I know I'm jumping around from from different Raws, but I find it weird that all of a sudden they've been absolutely. They went from kind of coincidentally linking the two uh, due to. Uh, the whole attack on Sami Zayn uh, prior to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens' match. So, you know, they were in the same vicinity, but I noticed that Fastlane after uh, Samoa Joe looked like he was, you know, leaving the arena for the night. He, had, he was in the suit after he had wrestled uh, Sami at the beginning of the night. Mick Foley comes to him and tells him, you know, don't even think about uh, interfering with that match. And I'm thinking, like, well, who who was thinking that he was going to? I mean, there was... Besides that prior, that link on the Go Home Raw, the link of uh, Sami Zayn is wrestling Kevin Owens. I'm wrestling Sami Zayn at Fastlane. I'm going to attack Sami Zayn. I mean, like I said, they kind of teased it. Uh, they didn't ever really say that these guys were rolling together. Uh, so that's why it was kind of came off to me as weird a little bit when Mick uh, would, you know, straight up to Samoa Joe and just assume that that's what the plan was. I mean, you know, one, one kid only... I guess assume connect the dots, Triple H, Samojo, Triple H had a talk with Kevin Owens. Maybe there's some type of collusion there. I get it. But on Monday, it was weird how he just randomly came out. He randomly came out to help out and beat up on um, Sammy and, um, or Chris Jericho and Sammy. Uh, I don't know. It was weird, man. That was, that was kind of weird. Because uh, I thought they were going to play it a little bit uh, less close to the vest on that one. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't want to, you know, I am a fan, so we tend to speak on things before we let things unfold. But yeah, I mean, just uh, while I was talking about Seth and Joe, it just, that was one thing that kind of just like was truly kind of just jumped out at me. I was like, okay, it seems like they're definitely pairing and grouping these guys on air now, uh, even though they're not really shown as hanging out. Uh, they're not really shown in each other's corners or, you know, backstage segments. You're, you know, there's no, you know, they're not like clicked up. I mean, uh, no pun intended, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird, but uh, I thought the Cruiserweight match, um, the Cruiserweight title defense, that was uh, Neville versus Jack Gallagher. I thought that was amazing. A match, they had a really great match. Uh, great storytelling. Uh, I've been telling, uh, yeah, I've been saying it a few a few weeks on this podcast, actually, like, these two guys have really been 
truly the centerpiece of the cruiserweight division for the past couple of weeks, man. Like these guys have both really made you care. Uh, Jack Gallagher, he's uh, he's an intriguing, entertaining guy. A lot of people that they flock to him. That the fans are 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 kind of I don't want to say electrified. I don't I don't want to get into a Rocky esque type of of a, a vibe. But I mean, he does. I mean, he he definitely attracts the crowd. Uh, like I get from uh, from an entertainment value, but also this guy could wrestle. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Gallagher. Neville, he's been turning heads since he came back. Um, I thought that this match was, uh, honestly, I thought it was well-placed, too, on the card. Um, normally, uh, when where it's placed, it's a snooze fest, you know, and, and not to take anything away from the guys involved, because I watch it, I just, you know, I noticed the, the body language of the crowd, and, and, I mean, you could hear, like, they're, they're, they're for, some of them are, are all in, some of them are not, some of them are, are just kind of watching it, thinking it's just a match to get to the next one, but... Uh, dude, this match was really good. Um, dare I say it was almost as good as Sammy and Samoa, man. Um, I, I was really entertained by it. Um, but of course, on uh, <laughs> I was definitely more entertained by my man Austin Aries finally leaving the commentary table to become another, uh, you know, once again, an active competitor on the WWE roster. And I'm really happy not only because he's finally going to be competing, but He's finally going to be competing at the A double level. And what I mean by that is I wasn't mad that he was in NXT. What kind of bothered me is how he did. He, I, it was weird. When he came in NXT, he honestly didn't get much of a reception as I expected from him. You know, this guy, again, I mean, I'm biased because I followed his career quite quite a bit back when he was like Austin Star. You know, the whole TNA back in the day, they're doing three man or six man tags all the time. Rod, Roddy Strong, Alex Shelley, put all the heels together type stuff. So, I mean, I followed his career for quite some time, um, but damn, man, it was really good to see him uh, throw that discus uh, elbow. Um, it was good, man. I thought the segment was great. Couldn't have been against a better guy than uh, Neville. Um, one thing I will say about uh, Raw, they had a, a tag match that I felt was super sloppy. Um, it, I don't know. It took a step back from everything that they did the week before with the... Uh, Contract signing, which was again, I, I said it last week. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great uh, segment because we all usually know how contract signings end up. Uh, there's always the same kind of formula for those things. So I thought the cruiserweight division. I mean, it, it did end up the way it ended up, but the how they got there is, is 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 what makes it different. That's what makes it, you know, to me, in my personal opinion, better than a lot of the other uh, contract signings from before. So, I mean, I thought it was good. Um, but, again, like, that tag match was kind of sloppy. I felt like it was a major step back in the wrong direction. Um, you know, followed by the great match that uh, Jack Gallagher and Neville had um, at a fast lane, followed by a great performance by Austin Aries on Raw. And then, I mean, uh, if you guys – I don't know if you guys tuned in to 205 Live, but Austin actually had one of his first televised matches in a while against um, Tony Nese. Slow, slow start, but – um. You see it, man. You see him coming back. Uh, he pretty much got his shit in like Brian Cage, man, if you guys know what I'm talking about. But it was a good match, man. They actually had a pretty long match. Again, I'm just excited to see my boy. Uh, not that I was opposed to him on commentary because he was killing it on commentary, so I'm glad he had the opportunity to keep his name out there. But, man, if, I mean, even when you think about it, this guy was on NXT, and he just pretty much he just leapfrogged all over the NXT roster, and he's on the main roster technically now. He's on 205 Live which means he'll be featured on, on Raw. 
uh, wrestling now instead of just commentaries, uh, uh, commentating the matches. So, yeah, man, I thought it was good. Um, good, good little change in pace. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, uh, as far as a few other points I want to run down here, uh, there was another segment in the women's division that I actually wasn't quite a fan of. Um, again, this happened, I uh, believe, the week before um, Fastlane. So, you know, forgive me if it's a little bit dated, but I was not a fan of Steph using the word squash on the air. And I believe she had said it in a way where, you know, Naya would squash Sasha towing the line. You know, obviously Naya, woman of bigger stature, Sasha, a woman of more petite stature. She... Yeah, I mean, on paper, this person was... But, I mean, as fans, we're not dumb. You know what I mean? Uh, we already know... <clears throat> we already know the alleged feelings of Vince towards Sasha. Uh, and not necessarily her stock, but I guess position to the company. She feels like Bailey's more better position to be a uh, woman's champion. He kind of... The word is he kind of soured on, on, on uh, Sasha's push, so to speak, you know? And, I mean, it's just only further speculation with Steph throwing around the word, like... You know, the word that a lot of smart marks and hardcore fans only know and very familiar with, but, you know, a word that's existed with a universal meaning in the industry for at least, like, at least the last 10 years. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, for me personally, again, I've only been spartan up to the business. I've watched it since I was little, so it's like the last 10 years I finally got used to what, it, what squash means, what this means, kayfabe, shoot, all this stuff. So it's like, essentially, this is the word that everyone knows, but for her to kind of use it in the way she did on air, I thought that was a bad look, especially... This is someone who was essentially the face to help usher in the women's division, the new belt, the uh, the, the the transition from the divas to the women, women's wrestling, and and then for I don't know, it's weird. You know, she she wanted to play such a prominent part in bringing that in, how she brought in all four ladies, and then um, you know the four horsewomen uh, is, uh, who I'm referring to, and to see it, you know, obviously things split. Uh, Becky's on SmackDown, the other three, uh, including Nia Jax. Um, so the you know three plus the one are on Raw, and I mean I guess she has to play her her part. She has to play her position as Stephanie McMahon, the character, just as much as Vince McMahon had to play Mr. McMahon, you know. But man, I don't. I it's weird that she's just uh, kind of saying these things, and it's almost um, it's almost uh, insulting to to the watcher to have to hear them use these. And, and it's not even just her. There's been a lot of things going on. How you know I know they they've. Uh, kind of uh, claimed this to be the reality era. Um, at least Triple H had said that on air back in the authority days, but I'm starting to believe more and more, man. They've been blending the lines a little, or blurring the lines a little bit of what's really, you know, uh, the whole protecting the business thing and then just the whole from an entertainment standpoint. I mean, not everything needs to go on air, um, you know, which, I, I mean, I'll, I'll get more into that, which brings me to like the whole AJ angle with, with Shane and SmackDown, but we're going to get into SmackDown a little bit. But, uh, you know, going past that, um, you know, I want to talk about uh, Joe a little bit, man. Like, uh, Joe, I, the, you know, he just had the match with some, uh, with Sami Zayn. I don't know what's going on for him next, but I honestly, with Joe being in the main roster, it brings the opportunity of Finn Balor um, and him main eventing. We've seen him do it tons of times at NXT. Uh, but, and I say that because of the fact that if you guys didn't see, there was a tweet that went out from Finn Balor himself uh, that said, back to work, hashtag WWE Buffalo. It was a picture of his uh of his suitcase, and it was an open his open suitcase, and he had packed that uh that uh leather Balor Club jacket that he wears to the ring. Um, so I mean Finn's back, and I actually saw another picture where he teamed up with uh, I believe Jericho and Sami Zayn versus Triple H. Believe it or not, Triple H wrestling 
uh, with Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. So, uh, again, we've been told some information uh, prior to this, uh, starting the podcast about some potential uh, developments. Don't want to get into it. We don't spread rumors here, but it's looking a little bit more and more closer to the truth. Um, but yeah, again, with Samoa Joe, the only, my only thing with Samoa Joe is I love the way he works. He's been he's been uh, transitioned really well in the main roster. I mean, he's been doing this for a long time. You know what I mean? So it's, it's no surprise. But I I don't know. I'm not a fan of the, uh, of his finish. I mean, maybe it's his signature that'd be fine. But the whole swinging uh, Uranagi off the, off the off the ropes, I don't know. When I first saw it, it reminded me of a uh, Kevin Owens. I'm gonna throw this guy to the rope and I'm I'm pop up power bomb. Throw this guy to the ropes. Not really a pop up Uranagi, but just I mean he does that Uranagi, the S T Joe as he calls it, uh, affectionately, uh, out the corner as, as a uh, as a counter. He actually did it to um, Sami Zayn to set up for the Coquina Clutch on, at Fastlane. So it was kind of weird, you know. I mean, I felt like he just he should just use the Coquina Clutch. He's this guy that says he's coming out to hurt people. Uh, that's what he's here to do. Uh, I think the Coquina Clutch is better. I mean, I get it, uh, the hesitation to use it again after the um, Seth Rollins uh, mishap, uh, which, you know, it wasn't pretty. Um, but I, I have no question that he'll probably never use the muscle buster unless it's someone that has a stroke backstage that can, you know, let them know, hey, I don't care, I'll take it. I mean, I'll, I'll risk it, but, I mean, I, I doubt that's going to happen. Um, but I don't know. As a finish, I'm I'm not... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I mean, like like I said, the muscle buster, the muscle buster is risky considering the Tyson kid thing. Uh, I just, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know. But I, I will say that uh, the build for that Sami Zayn match was really good. The the, the stage dive from Sami uh, onto Samoa Joe on the ground, that was amazing. A uh, great way to 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 make Sami look strong going into the match. Uh, we all had, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all knew that Sami was going to take the L and do the job on that one as Samoa Joe was coming in, his first pay-per-view match. Um, and I mean, uh, they, they use, uh, Sammy quite a bit for that, you know, and uh, only because they know he, they're going to get a great match. And, um, but yeah, again, kudos to both matches. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, the last thing I want to touch on as far as raw, I've been noticing the, the Mick Foley stuff, you know, the whole respect me or else, uh, type of, uh, I mean, I, I believe he said that to Stroman. Um, it just begs, you know, further speculation that with his position as raw general manager is, somewhat in a precarious position. I mean, Foley could make a, a shitty trade to SmackDown for Strowman to screw Steph uh, of some prime talent coming in on his way out. You know, maybe it's like a huge FU, which uh, could also provide the uh, the continuity uh, needed if they really want to go forward, putting, pitting the whole, you know, Strowman versus uh, Baron Corbin thing. Uh, I thought they did very uh, a very good job teasing it as far as um, Rumble. And uh, no, I haven't heard any rumblings. No, no pun intended. But they were ever gonna start a program with those two. But I mean, when you got you got to think of you got to look at both of them. Their 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 careers are a little bit parallel, uh, minus the fact that one started in NXT, but they've probably been on the main roster. I think uh, Baron's been in about maybe a little bit yes, less than a year, uh, less uh, than uh, Strowman, but their careers I want to say have kind of bloomed uh, around the same time period. Uh, and I say that because even though Strowman was doing the black sheep thing. Uh, let's keep it real, man. He was black sheep with green shit, man. He was uh, he wasn't doing too well, but uh, I, I've said it before. Uh, prices his improvement before difference in the year, man. Um, so I think I don't know who knows, but as far as the McFoley thing, it is a uh, it it is a uh, intriguing follow. 
Because, you know, Mink's been doing essentially the same thing the last couple of months. He's been getting a little, you know, a few complaints about it from the IWC. And I get it. I love Mick. You know what I mean? But at the same time, he can't just keep doing the same thing, uh, going out and doing the same thing every week, uh, taking, you know, Stephanie's shit. And obviously, you know, we know it's a, a buildup for something uh, hopefully better to come or some type of culmination. Uh, but, I mean, like I said, it's in- interesting. Um, Steph had uh, also made, she made some kind of cryptic uh, comment about a few weeks ago. Where uh, Mick had almost, uh, I guess he almost tripped on a, a wire, like wiring from uh, the the camera, and she uh, stops Mick and tells her, you know, you better watch out. Uh, you know, you don't want to have another uh, accident, do we, Mick? So again, planting further seeds that something there's some type of overtaking or some type of outing that's going to be ha- happening at some point. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm interested to see how Mick handles this because at Fastlane, I, that was the thing at Fastlane. We were trying to, we were, just, me and my brother were, were trying to debate whether or not the the part where he was talking to her on the phone and the court came out was that something that he was supposed to do, like he was slowly hanging up on Stephanie McMahon, or maybe he didn't realize how much he was stretching the phone cord and he just ripped the 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 line essentially out of the out of the phone box. And killed killed the segment. We don't know. It looked kind of weird how it ended as well. Uh, it looked like maybe he was a little bit mis- mis- mischievous. If I could say the word right. <laughs> mischievous with his laugh. Kind of like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But uh, Monday following Fastlane, how she came in like a big-ass ball of fire, I enjoyed that. Uh, we knew she was going to be pissed getting hung up on and, you know, being quote-unquote stuck on the tarmac and missing the entire show. But uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, the developments between her and Mick have been slow, kind of the same, uh, redundant, but uh, this is a little bit different. They're putting a little bit of uh, spin on uh, you know, whether or not he's going to be staying or not. And I think a few people kind of knew. There's been a few rumors. Again, we don't spread them. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how, how it turns out, man. But uh, um, let me get into SmackDown. But before I get into SmackDown, we're going to do a little quick, uh, little quick ad. Because um, I know I've been talking forever. Jaw Jack, and it's just me by myself. So... Uh, yeah, we're gonna go into a little quick ad, man, and then we're gonna come back again. Apologies, this is the same episode four with Diesel. Um, again, if you didn't uh tune in right away, the uh, something going on, uh, technical difficulties on my end. Apologies, Diesel, we're gonna get you back in here, we're gonna do it right, man. And um, yeah, man, we're gonna do a quick ad, and uh, away we go. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Quincy Jones Go from the Quincy Jones Show. Just want to take time out to thank you guys, the listeners, for uh, not only helping us to do the show, but supporting us 100%. And honestly, we'd like to hear your feedback. So if there's something we're doing and you're digging it, there's something that you want to see us do, if there's a topic you want to bring in discussion, a certain wrestler, uh, a debate, even if there's a promotion that we haven't been covering, all you got to do is hit us up either on Twitter at Quincy Jones Show, on IG, the Quincy Jones Show, Facebook, the Quincy Jones Show, or Easy enough, you can email us at thequincyjonesshow at gmail.com. Artists, whether you're rap, hip-hop, reggae, rock, we don't care. As long as you love wrestling and you got something to contribute to the conversation, hit us up. You want to be featured on the show? You want your music featured on the show? A little bit of little bit of play? Hit us up, man. Show at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join the mailing list, hit us up, send me an email, I add you to the list, and I promise you, if you get added, you will love it. 
Yo, what's good? Quincy Jones go, and we're back. Uh, I should say I'm back. Quincy Jones podcast. It's just myself up in here. But uh, yeah, man, I wanted to, um, I was just talking about Raw, uh, the ups and downs, and also a little bit about Fastlane uh, back and forth, um, and some of the progression going towards uh, WrestleMania, stuff like that, with some of the seeds being planted. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 to be honest, I want to get in a little bit of SmackDown, because, uh, I mean, uh, I've noticed some people, there's, it's been kind of split. I've talked to a few people, they enjoyed Raw better this week, they enjoyed SmackDown better last week, so, um, I mean, we'll see what's up, man, but uh, one thing I have to say that is, um, I was definitely a fan, a really big fan of Alexa Bliss this past SmackDown. Um, I... <laughs> Uh, and me and my, me and myself and uh, Mark, we we talk uh, Mark McFly. We talk about this next episode a little bit more in depth. But she was calling out everybody, man, and then she got interrupted. Her blistertation got interrupted, and um, you know, we were interested to see how how more you know what else she had in store, uh, promo wise before she had to go and uh, you know, she, if they were in a tag match, uh, her and Mickey versus Natalia and Becky Lynch. Uh, but yeah, man, um, uh, Alexa's been doing great, man. Um, like the the week before. Uh yeah, the week before she had the whole Oscar uh promo she did backstage. I thought was genius. Um, it was weird how Natalia got involved, but I mean I understand now why. Uh, you know they're 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 floating for that uh Fatal Four Way or I mean not not Fatal Four Way. Was it like a a SmackDown Women's Title almost like an Invitational type of match? Um, which is kind of different. I'm trying to figure out if that's like a a gauntlet type situation. Uh. I, I don't know how they, I mean, is it a battle royal, which we've seen enough battle royals for, for any women's title on both sides. So, um, but no, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, Alexa, again, she's been, even on Talking Smack, she killed, man. She was doing good. I love how her and uh, Daniel always have kind of like a uh, catty relationship, but uh, they did good, man. Um, Alexa, like, again, like she, I, I wish there was, um, she adapted really well, really fast to the WWE main roster style. Uh, there's no secret that NXT roster and main roster, they differ uh, in demographic and kind of how they do things a little bit uh, cosmetically, what kind of, you know, goes, what, what works, what doesn't. I think uh, WWE is a little bit more traditional uh, because there's more traditional uh, guys who's been in the business that are on the reins of that thing, you know? NXT has more of a Triple H newer generation type thing, but dude, she she uh she definitely got the translation well. Um, I'm interested to see more about Alexa Bliss. Uh, it's honestly, I wish that there was a few more of like uh, I would love to see Becky a little bit more uh in a better position. I mean, she's essentially like the number one. F- uh, she's like the number two face next to Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella being involved with the whole Miz thing. Miz and um, Maurice, it's just, um, I don't know. I feel like uh, Becky's stock has felt a little bit, which is painful for me to say because I'm, I'm a Becky fan. But uh, but yeah, moving on, man. Um, I thought Randy and AJ had a good match. I don't know. I expected a little bit more uh, just because it was so many kind of years in the making, so to speak. But uh, I thought it was good. Uh, the, the whole AJ, I'm going to jump. And then fake out for the four fifty, uh, you know, Orton takes the the flat back bump with the R- RKO attempt. I thought that was great. It looked great. It came off great. 
Um, the look on AJ's face after he kind of like, you know, he's like, oh, I got him. Here comes the 450 for reals. Uh, I thought it was good, man. Um, uh, how they illustrated AJ being upset with the whole gorilla position thing. That was kind of a Twilight Zone thing for me because this is something that they've never shown unless it's like beyond the mat, uh, maybe a, a WWE created type of uh, documentary or any type of like, I mean, I'm pretty sure they've shown a little bit of it on, on Total Divas. I know they show quite a f- uh, few footage, uh, like scenes backstage, um, you know, catering and stuff like that. So I don't know, man, but it was weird how they just kind of peeled back the layer like that. Um, even, I mean, it's one thing if they were going to show him walking through and, and uh, him getting into it with Shane, but the fact they had Road Dog there, uh, P.S. Hayes was there, uh, Michael Cole was there, um, who's not even supposed to be on SmackDown, you know what I mean? So, uh, it was weird. Uh, it was cool. I, I mean, like, the essentially, he did what it was supposed to do. Um, I mean, I know none of us really want to see this match. Uh, we are just more or less happy to see AJ going to WrestleMania with a match. Um, it's, it is kind of BS how they, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing. You know, they had him jump through all these hoops, but I guess that just further illustrates and adds more fuel to the fire about how all these hoops he had to jump uh, with Shane. But it was also weird how they said Shane was the one that maintained that AJ earned his spot and wanted him to go on to WrestleMania while uh, Daniel had uh, said Randy. So I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know if that they're going to bring that up, if it counts for anything. We'll see. We'll see. Definitely see the unfolding of the rest of this uh, program. Um, I don't know, man. Like, like I said, uh, with, with, uh, I mean, cause AJ has been on a roll, man. Like that match he had with Luke Harper. Awesome. Uh, the whole Pele from the floor to the apron. Awesome. You know, uh, AJ did a great job getting Luke over in that match as this big guy that, I mean, you know, again, like Brian, like Brian Cage, Luke Harper got his shit in, man. And so did, uh, AJ. I felt like Luke Harper had a little bit more, uh, a little bit more leeway than AJ, but AJ, he played it like a professional, like he always does, man. Um, it's weird because I've been here, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure this has been confirmed now, but I heard they're putting a, a firm halt on Luke Harper's push now. I don't know what the deal is with that. Uh, I, to me, the opportunity that they gave him back to back in those weeks, I thought he, he did well. I thought he did very well. Uh, Luke's promo was solid going into that match with AJ. Uh, the other thing that, that occurred to me, I mean, obviously it's been kind of proven now, uh, as, as. Or, uh, you know, I just came back from ROH, the, the 15th anniversary show. So the Hardys are not with WWE. Uh, there was huge speculation that was going to happen. Um, I definitely speculated because of the fact that that promo that Bray had cut uh, that night that Randy had burned down the compound, he referred to himself as a deity, which is not a word he's used before, at least to my knowledge, um, that I remember him using. That obviously, for those that follow the whole Brooke, Broken Matt Hardy brilliance, uh, that is a word he uses uh, quite quite commonly. So I thought that was a kind of a bit of a tease. But then uh, again, we saw these guys, ROH show, uh, they were amazing, by the way. The whole show was amazing. You're going to hear uh, again more about it next week uh, when I have Mark McFly on here for episode uh, five. But um, yeah, man, um, Bray, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with Bray. I don't know if burning down the compound what that does for Bray, um, for his character. I I could see him in a deep depression that unleashes this unholy beast with, you know, inside of him. 
because he's at this point, all he had was Sister Abigail. Now that I mean, is Sister Abigail gone? I mean, is she? I mean, we don't even know. To him, she was the spirit form, always in his ear. Supposedly, uh, you know, she was always lingering um, around him, speaking to him, uh, character-wise. But I don't know what this means going forward for the whole Sister Abigail thing. I mean, that's the name of his move. Um, I don't know. I mean, like again, I can only hope that this is just one of those things that one of those events that just turn him completely fucking nuts and he turns it up. And I mean, I, I feel like this, we've been all waiting for Bray Wyatt to make some dent in his career. Not to say that he hasn't, cause I'm a huge fan of Bray Wyatt. Uh, him when back when he was an NXT man, he would lay on top of the, uh, the, the ring steps and cut a promo from there. You know what I mean? Like just a whole, bottle, whole bunch of stuff that I, 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 it was another one of those situations. Where I was talking about where where Taz is, uh, you know, I'm bigging Taz up, and then it, it, it didn't he didn't really live up to the to my hype that I put out there. Um, not to say Bray hasn't lived up, but man, his his booking has been fucking horrible, man. Like uh, the whole John Cena thing where he buried him and then literally buried him in the match that that sucked. Um, you know, the him and Taker. I don't know, man. It, it's been weird, but you know, you've wanted so much more for Bray, and even with the tag team championships he won with Randy, he only but they held him what two weeks, maybe three. Weeks? I don't even know if it was a whole three weeks. They had two weeks and they dropped him. That sucked to me. Like it's, I mean, it was one of those things where Luke Harper has gotten has won gold before Bray Wyatt, uh, the, with the Intercontinental Title. Um, it's I don't know. It was weird. So when he finally won the title, I was really happy for him, man. I really want to see him do great things, and I really want them to book him to do great things. Um, essentially, I honestly want to see the rain from Bray that I wanted to see from uh, Dean Ambrose, and I mean that Dean Ambrose. His, I mean, let's just face it, his reign gets shitted on by a lot of fans. Um, not, I mean, it could have been better. Again, the booking. It's his character right now. I don't know what they're doing with his character. He's kind of just spinning uh, in circles right now. Uh, the Baron Corbin thing, I am definitely enjoying. I don't know what they're doing with, with uh, Dean Ambrose right now, man. Like, he, he's on the line of doing this, uh, hey, I'm crazy, but I'll, I'll cut a joke on you, and I'll just do all these comedy routines, and I'll just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I mean, after a while, uh, and I get kind of tired of it because I know he's capable of so much more, um, and it doesn't help that, honestly, like, Ambrose needs to tighten up a little bit uh, in his entering. Um, not that he's not good, but his punches and his kicks are completely exposable, um completely exposable and i, I mean I, I i hate to say it but i mean if people were to watch one of his matches uh already knowing that wrestling is fake they're gonna look at this guy i'm like oh this yeah 100 percent, it's fake look at this guy he's not like you know and it, i don't know but again uh well bray i really hope good things come you know in the future for him he truly deserves it uh dean ambrose i hope something changes i mean they did have the the cool little spot where he finally it wasn't a whole back and forth of hey baron corbin i'm talking to you on the titan tron maybe you should come down oh no you don't come when your name's like i mean we all know dean ambrose he should have went after him you know a few weeks before but you know the, the fact that he actually went to find uh baron corbin baron corbin honestly i gotta give props to baron corbin because hot damn kid <laughs> those were some of the finest uh spots with a quote-unquote metal pipe i've seen in a very long time and i what i mean by that is most of the time they bring a lead pipe as a weapon into a segment it looks like a fucking fake lead pipe in a segment and it's based on the way the person reacts how they use it how they actually act with it baron actually man he made that shit look nice um 
which is not to say swinging a pipe, <laughs> swinging, swinging, swinging a, a fake lead pipe in wrestling is an art, but he made it look believable. Further attributes to my point before that he's gotten better uh, since he's been on the main roster. He, he, he's doing it, man. Um, I am looking forward to see what how the rest of their program unfolds. Not too sure if, if I was a fan of the whole uh, forklift spot. Um, it seemed a little bit lengthy as far as, uh, you know, Dean. It seemed essentially Dean had more than enough time to get out the way. You know, uh, you don't fall on top of a forklift and not know that you're not on the forklift. I mean, you know you're not on level ground. I, I'm, I, I know I'm speaking uh, logically. Uh, which is not always the continuity case in pro wrestling, but uh, some things are just, they have to look at it from a fan's understanding and um, how they're going to watch it and digest that. But other than that, man, uh, yeah, like I said, definitely excited for for that. Uh, I just hope we can expect to see more effective, more effective beneficial booking for Bray going forward. Uh, In regards to him keeping this championship title, because, I mean, dude, I don't know what's going on now. I mean, especially when you, you know, before, you would think that it was going to be something, it was going to be like a rain that was going to be probably protected because he uh, he still had Randy with him. You know what I mean? Still had Randy with him. Uh, there's no telling if maybe he, Luke would ever came back or Eric uh, Rowan would have came back. But, I mean, I would have loved to see, if, you know, if there wasn't a, uh, if there wasn't a breakup of the Wyatt family. Uh, you know, it would have been cool to see that belt not leaving. Like like back when they were doing kind of like the four horsemen thing with when Braun was was still there on Raw. If the imagine him doing that if he had the belt. Like they would have to go through all of them, all you know, the three uh, you know, Luke, Eric, and uh Braun, uh, before they could even get the uh, Bray. So it'd be essentially a protected reign. Uh but I mean, now he's on his own. You know, uh Luke turned on him, or he, he turned on Luke. Uh, you know, there's dissension there. Uh, obviously, Randy just burned down his uh, his sister's house or whatever you want to call it. So he's definitely not uh, inviting him over for dinner anytime soon. So it is interesting to see Bray uh, making his mark as a solo guy. He, again, did it one time in um, Raw where he, quote unquote, set them free. And then, you know, obviously uh, they, they came back together. But again, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with uh, no one watching his back. Um, which, you know... He's not the type of guy to do like a Kevin Owens type of thing where he's just going to weasel his way out. Uh, you know, he doesn't really do the whole uh, cheap, dastardly tricks. Um, I mean, and as evident by the fact that of how many times Bray has lost in a, in a pay-per-view match, like he has lost. Like, I mean, if and if he was that kind of heel, he'd be winning. You know what I mean? So um, I, I am, again, I'm interested to see what kind of champion he's going to be. I hope it's dominant. I hope they 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 build them like stronger uh, than they've done before. Um, and I mean, honestly, I think it's interesting. It's a new it's a new uh, it's a new wave, so to speak. Because I mean, there's not a guy. The only other guy, and I mean, I hate to make the comparison because they've already went against each other. But the only other guy that you can say has kind of like the same type of uh, feel as a Bray Wyatt is is going to be an Undertaker. And we haven't had an Undertaker as a champ or in that top spot for a long time. So this is a change in pace for for probably the last past five years. Um, I myself couldn't tell you the last time Undertaker held gold, but uh, you know what I mean. Again, we haven't had someone that could quote unquote terrorize the main roster picture like a Undertaker uh, until now, which could be a Bray Wyatt potentially again how they book him going forward. The only other person that kind of had that 
terrorizing type of uh, reign is Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. I mean, he's terrifying because this guy was legitimately a badass. Like, he will fuck you up. He will suplex the matter out of your brains. Like, he, it's, you know what I mean? So, essentially, no, anyone that's on that contenders list for Raw, uh, you know, obviously when Brock wins the title, I think it's a win at this point. Um, you know, you should be shitting in your boots when, when you figure out you got to go against, this is the guy that you have to beat for this title. Uh with Bray, it's a little bit different. There's mind games there. He doesn't have someone speaking for him. He's speaking for himself. Uh, you know, which again reminds you of the whole Undertaker thing. Mr. He was like the king of mind games. Um, he would get in your head. He would always get in your head. So I could see something similar. I can only hope for something similar. Um, and I don't know, man. Like I said, like with, with Bray, uh it got me on the hook. I want to see what's going on further, especially because there hasn't been really any um minus the Randy Orton development going into Mania as far as any speculation to happen after Mania pertaining to uh, Bray in the championship. So I would hope that they do the right thing and allow, because what I was talking to uh, Doc Lesnar and uh, Mark McFly about uh, about a, a few weeks ago is he needed he needed that win. He needed that win at the Elimination Chamber. He needed that title to definitely erase any anything that's ever followed him thus far that's uh, uh, affected him negatively in his career and he definitely needs this win against someone like a Randy Orton who's seasoned, who's polished, who brings stock when you put him up against somebody that when you beat him that that stock is 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 added to the to the victory, you know what I mean? Randy doesn't hurt. Randy's been here before. He's been in this position before. Him winning the Royal Rumble is a push enough. He has a guaranteed spot of mania. Bray had to win the title at Elimination Chamber. Thank God. Uh, he needs it, dude. He needs this win again. I don't know what the burning of the compound necessarily did for Bray and his character and, and his progression towards this uh storyline. But again, one could only assume and hope this is going to bring a more vicious side, more terrifying, more vile side out of Bray Wyatt, especially because he has he's by himself. He has no one else to. He can only rely on himself at this point. He has no one that he can you know hang his hat on. It's just him. So if it's just him. I mean, you're gonna you're the most dangerous protecting yourself. You know what I mean? So, and he has something in his possession, a prized possession, the the WWE Championship belt. So he's like I said, if he can do every anything and everything in his in his grasp to keep that, I would very much enjoy seeing that. But um, yeah, man, that's pretty much the show. Again, I'm sorry to have to do it like this. Um, I wanted to, I, I had to do it this way because I didn't want to not put an episode out. Uh, you guys have been listening every week. Uh, and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys taking the time out to check out this episode. And, uh, you know, when I go and post it and you guys, click, I, I had to do this, man. So, uh, I definitely appreciate you guys checking this one out again. Apologies to diesel apologies to any, everyone else listening. We're going to get diesel on again very soon. Next week, we have an episode with Mark McFly episode five. It's going to be us talking about, <laughs> talking about pretty much the, the card ride from hell. You, you may have heard of the plane ride from hell, and if you, if you haven't, Google it, because there is a Wikipedia page about it. This is the card ride from hell. We're going to get into it next week, episode five, with uh, Mark McFly. We're also going to talk about the ROH anniversary show, and uh, talk a little bit more about Monday uh, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, a little bit more about Fastlane. And, uh, we actually have some interesting points about the whole Goldberg winning the belt thing, and uh, Mark brings up a, a very interesting sting point as well so you're gonna want to check that out next week again i am quincy jones go 
Uh, earlier, you heard Diesel5K1. You could reach him at Diesel5K1 everywhere across the board. You could uh, reach me, Quincy Jones Go, anywhere across the board. You can also hit us up at The Quincy Jones Show on uh, on Instagram, Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, and The Quincy Jones Show on Facebook. Uh, yeah, man, thank you for listening. Shout out to everyone. Shout out to Doc Lesnar. Shout out to United 909 and Strong Style Brand. And uh, yeah, man, we out. Peace.